Hello, church. It's uh, good to be with you today, and uh, we want to say that we're thinking of you all, we're missing you all, we're praying for all of you, and uh, as we come into your house today, just know that you are thought of and remembered. Uh, it's, it's good to be here. So this morning, I'd like to pray with you before we begin, and then we'll jump into a discussion topic about the pure gospel of Jesus Christ. Father in heaven, thank you that we can open your word, that the Holy Spirit teaches us. Thank you that your church can come together in spirit and in truth, and may the Holy Spirit teach us today as we consider the gospel of Jesus Christ. I don't know how much you guys like commercials. I enjoy watching commercials to see a couple of things, the message, the quality, the characters that are in them, and one of my favorite commercials is the set of commercials that's produced for tourism for Michigan called Pure Michigan. Maybe you've seen these commercials where they show landscapes, they show soothing music, they show towns. It touches a place in my heart and mind because like many of you, I spent some time in a place called Berrien Springs, Michigan at Andrews University. And to see those commercials reminds me of great times there, great friends there, great teachers I had there. I was so blessed to have uh, Bill Richardson, uh, George Knight, and I especially remember Ivan Blazin, who was one of my seminary teachers, who I took a class on Romans from him. And what a treat just to go through the whole book, verse by book, verse, text by text, and he would explain the Greek meanings and other context around it. It was just a sure, pure joy to do that. So when I see those, those uh, commercials of pure Michigan, uh, it brings back a lot of memories. Well, today, I want to go to Romans. And if someone were to say to me, you can only keep five books of the Bible, what five would you keep? I would keep Genesis, Psalms, John, Luke, and Romans. And uh, today we're going to go to Romans 8 and focus on the pure gospel, good news uh, from God about Jesus. I don't know about how you are today, but when I turn on the news, uh, I'm not expecting a lot of good news. I'm looking for good news. I'm hoping for good news. But much of the time what we get is... Uh, not the best news. Uh, it can be a lot of bad news, a lot of negativity. But I want us to focus on Romans 8, and we're going to go through a couple verses, and I want us to look for the pure gospel, the pure good news in Jesus Christ. So as we start in Romans 8, verse 1, it's a very familiar text for you. Uh, and it says, There is therefore now no condemnation, to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. The pure gospel starts out with God wanting us to know that we are not condemned. I talk to many people, I listen to many people, who you may have heard this phrase before, I hope I'm forgiven. I hope God loves me. I hope I'm in heaven. Well, the pure gospel, the good news of Jesus, what God wants us to know, the reason why Jesus came to this earth is to give us certainty 
and peace that God is not out to get us. So if in your heart you've ever had doubt or questions or concern, let's believe the Bible. Let's believe what God says. And here he says in verse 2 of Romans 8, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do and that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin, He condemned sin in the flesh. The message that God gives to the church and to the world is He is here to save us, not to go after us. Have you ever felt condemned? Have you ever had to go to court for a speeding ticket? Have you ever been accused of something falsely or truly and felt that weight of condemnation? Uh, We all, the human race and all of us, have felt the guilt of sin, the condemnation of sin. Jesus, God, wants us to know today that there is no condemnation if we are in Christ. That is pure gospel, pure good news. Uh, In Jesus' time, there was a challenge, there was an issue to him in regards to purity, Uh, The Pharisees and the religious leaders were very focused on purity and not being uh, contaminated by anything that was impure. And there was a real struggle and battle with them and with Jesus between staying pure and uh, loving people. Now, purity is good, and we're not against purity. But Jesus taught very clearly that purity without love uh, is not what he's looking for. In fact... Legalism without love uh, is not obedience. Jesus even warned us, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. And the leaven of the Pharisees was legalism. Uh, This is something that we wrestle with in Christianity today and in Adventism, uh, a thought that we can earn God's love, that we are saved by our actions and by obedience, Uh, This is not what the Bible teaches. This is not pure gospel. This is the leaven of legalism. So Paul drops down, um, and I would encourage you to read this whole chapter uh, in your own time, Romans 8. It's one of the great chapters of the Bible. In verse 15, he says, uh, You did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. And many Christians live in fear and anxiety of Are my sins forgiven? Uh, Does God love me? Uh, Will I make it to heaven? And Paul says here, You did not receive, in verse 15, the spirit of bondage, again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out to God, Abba, Father. Jesus, the Father, the Holy Spirit, Jesus wants us to have a relationship where we can call God our Father, our Dad, Abba, in Hebrew. He wants us to come in confidence and in peace, not thinking that uh, God is out to get us, but that God is out to save us. Um, Many times growing up, uh, I got the impression that I had to be perfect before God would love me. I had to be perfect uh, before I could get into heaven. I think if any of us, if we would look at the first halves of our lives, the first parts of our lives, 
uh, we would see very clearly that we have not been perfect. So even if we could live perfect from this day forward, our complete life story would never be perfection. Uh, Jesus had to come and do that for us and be perfect for us and die for us in order to be justified in that sense. So he goes on in verse 16, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. If you're a parent or a grandparent or a great-grandparent, you know how much you value your children, your grandchildren, and your great-grandchildren. Paul says here that the Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Again, this is pure gospel, that we are family. God is our Father. He wants the best for us. He wants to love and take care of us unconditionally. And then he goes on to say an interesting thing. And if children, then we are also heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together with him. As we go through life, as we go through times of suffering, um, as we go through these crazy times today in isolation and uh, other issues that we deal with, it's easy to feel alone. God wants you to know that you're not alone, that he is with you, and he is watching over with you. Sometimes uh, the waiting, as we're waiting for this all to end, as we're waiting for Jesus to come, uh, sometimes it's, it's easy to build up an anxiety level in waiting. Um, if you've ever been in a waiting room in the hospital, you know what that feeling is like. Uh, my father had heart surgeries in 1978, 1983, 1986 and 1999, he went through uh, three heart surgeries and one serious heart procedure. And I still can remember very clearly waiting in those waiting rooms uh, with my mom and my brother and sister, waiting for news to come out. And as you know, in a waiting room, you you never know if you're gonna get good news or bad news. And uh, God wants us to know as we're waiting, as we go through the things he says that we suffer with him, that in the end, the news is going to be good. The journey can be bumping, bumpy, but the gospel is, in the end, the journey is going to be good. Romans 8.26, uh, Paul writes, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we don't know what we should pray for as we should, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Have you ever had that feeling of not knowing what to pray for, not knowing how to ask for it? God wants us to know that he knows what our needs are, what our prayers are, what our desires and uh, issues are. He knows that the Spirit brings that to him and interprets it for him so he can understand and we can understand. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, 26. He says, we do not know what we should pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Then he says in verse 7, it's a promise, now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is 
because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. The good news that God wants you to know is that he sees you, he hears you, he knows what you're going through, and he also is working in all things. The text that we know very well, Romans 8.28, we know that in all things God works together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. When I do uh, Bible studies with people and do Bible studies to start for process for baptism, we always start with talking about the question is, who is Jesus to you? Who is he? What does he mean to you? And the question, how are we saved? Because in the spiritual walk, in the Christian walk, uh, if you don't have that sorted out from the beginning, how our salvation comes, the rest of it's not going to make sense. The pure gospel is this, that Jesus, God, love us unconditionally, love us so much that they come to us, watch over us, take care of us, and that Jesus would come to this earth to save us in human form. That is the gospel. Uh, no other religion has a story or, or teachings where God comes and suffers and becomes one of us like Christianity. So we get to Romans 8, uh, 37, and it says, In all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Well, what things are we talking about? Well, we back up to verse 34. It says, Who is it who condemns us? It is Christ who died and furthermore is risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who makes intercession for us. And here's a beautiful promise for all of us today in verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Today we're living in this separation time where we have to keep a distance, where we can't even come to church, we can't go to work, we stay in our homes. We're experiencing separation daily. The Bible asks here, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? And the list goes on and on. Nothing can stop God from loving us. So I always ask people when they say, uh, I wonder if I'll be in heaven, I hope I'll be saved. I say, there's four questions for you. Does Jesus love you? And if you answer yes, the next question, does Jesus want you to be in heaven? Yes. Next question, do you love Jesus? Answer yes. And the final question is, do you want to be in heaven with Jesus? If we answer yes to all four of those questions, the Bible is very clear that we have eternal life through Jesus. So again, verse 37 says, In all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Jesus wants us to have no doubt. God wants us to have no doubt that we are loved, that we are cared for, that he is with us. And as a church, we share that message with the world, not only through theology and teaching and studies and preaching, but we here at Forest Lake say we live the gospel 
in every situation of our lives. And the pure gospel is sharing the love of Jesus with others. Verse 38, I'm persuaded, Paul says, that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, or depth, or any other thing in creation shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Again, this idea of separation that we've been living in and living through, where we're cut off from being together at church or at work or from family members or those who are sick in the hospital or older relatives, younger relatives. In Christ, the pure gospel is that there is no separation from God's love for us. In fact, nothing can stop him from loving us. In fact, God loves everyone. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. He loves the entire world. Not everyone chooses to love him back, but Paul, speaking to the church, says there is nothing including death, that can separate us from God's love. So going back to Genesis 1, where uh, Jesus came to them in the garden after a separation took place, after sin came into the world, Jesus came to them in the garden with good news, with the gospel, with pure gospel, that he would make things right. He didn't come and condemn them or accuse them or belittle them. He came and said, I'm going to crush the serpent's head. A Messiah will come. This is pure good news for you, that you will not be lost forever, but that God will make a plan, that God will come and save you. And this theme goes throughout the Bible and throughout the Gospels, and then we get to Revelation at the end where we're promised that we'll never be separated from our loved ones, from God, that we'll be together forever in a new place, in a new heaven, and a new earth, uh, this is good news. This is good news that we as a church, as people, need to teach our children, uh, share with our neighbors, share with the world, not only uh, in how we speak or in what we preach or in what we teach, but as we do at Forest Lake here, live the gospel in a way that we can show the pure love, the unconditional love that God has for people. So I want to encourage you in these times to uh, stay hopeful, uh, stay strong, stay in the Word, focus on Jesus. Uh, the gospel story is about Him. It's not about us. It's about relationship with Him and that He loves us. May God bless you and we look forward to being together again here in fellowship with one another. God bless.